Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. here we're uh back at it again with more intrepid space explorers from earth i didn't mean to do this twice in a row but it's gonna be more space more people uh so this week we're gonna be hitting up halo lore and who has joined me for my quest to the stars gentlemen is it me ethan palmer it would be me ethan palmer i'm and ethan dick ring halo palmer over here cock ring yeah do you remember the the that put a toonie in and get a dick ring out things that are in like bathrooms no, no? all right well never mind do not know what you're talking about i know condoms and like mints it's like the same machine it was condoms there was dick mints rings in there? and cock rings yeah james miller is my name do you yeah. not have to get a cock ring custom fitted what i have like a very girthy hog uh, and oh was, yeah well we've talked about this before it's, it's like, like a, a fist yeah. it's like a fist on a very short arm yeah it's like a horse's fist <laughs> i think it's kind of like, it's like a hair elastic though it's like you don't have to check how much hair you have before putting a hair elastic on the I whole would, point is i would burst a hair elastic the whole point is to keep it tight so the blood just stays in right yeah it, it, no, exactly. just like your hair it's a horse it's a, it's a horse's fist not a pony's tail you know Ooh, I mean. okay. that's a good hair. That's a good hair joke. <laughs> uh, so before we get into the episode, um, I figured we'd front load this one because we have fan mail, which has oh, questions, cool. not just uh, not just a request. Neat, neat, so, uh, nice. Hi. Let's get into this right now, and then if anybody else wants uh, to have their questions uh, answered at the top of the show, uh, email, fan mail, email fan us. mail, fan mail, fan mail, loreboyspodcast at gmail.com. We'll get an actual horn at some point, so we don't need Ethan to... No, I think I'm, I think it's good. All right, never mind it. then. Yeah. It saves us some fucking Patreon money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, loreboyspodcast at gmail.com. Send in your questions, and we will give you answers. I can't guarantee they're going to make any sense, or if you will be satisfied with them, but that is for a following email. What do you... <laughs> Hell yeah, there we go, Jamie's man. Got, <laughs> Jamie, yeah. pull up the clip. Yeah. <laughs> and then the podcast ends. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we have another one from Steven, uh, who signs off all of his emails as Superman's dumb friend, because we made that one joke about Superman's dumb friend in New Jersey. <laughs> and we, we know an actual person now in real New Jersey. Not... Not DC Comics New Jersey. Not DC Comics version of New Jersey, exactly. Uh, so he says, hey guys, it's Steven from Jersey again. I have a few questions for you guys. There's too many guys in one sentence. Um, if I'm going to like... If, if we're going to be real real if, critical here. If we're gonna, if oh, we're gonna be- <laughs> get your questions on the show this show so Peter can pick it up. This is a guy who likes to write in and every time he writes in apologizes. Let's not criticize no, his I know. emails so, here. I mean, yeah. Obviously, Steven, this is for you. I responded to your email when you sent it to us and saved it for the show. Never apologize for sending us no, long emails. We love it is them. quite literally our makes, favorite makes our thing yeah. to get emails from people. So yeah. yeah, feel free, longer, shorter, whatever, but never feel bad. 
anyway, yeah, so that that's the first one here. It says, like, uh, he has some questions for us. First, did James ever pay you the 200 bucks because he said he was on the Manchun Wars podcast and wasn't? Uh, so he <laughs> did pay me, not in $200, but in uh, favors, if there you know go. what I mean. Yeah. yeah. He's still cleaning my rug, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it is currently... I have a very messy apartment that's full of dust, and he has beaten that rug. Yeah. And the real answer is that I'm in crippling debt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this one here is kind of like a broader question, but it feels more directed at me just because I've vocalized my opinion sure, on Sure, because this. you're a narcissist. We get it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. This, so, one, this one is to all three of us, but I think it's actually just to me. Yeah. So, Second, yeah. like, how do you feel about Peter being so fucking buff and handsome? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> How do you guys feel about that? You know that? what? You know what, Steve? Great question. It is extremely distracting. I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, his actual second quiz is second. What are some of the reasons you don't like Fallout Four a lot? I mean, I like it because there isn't a level cap, and I can be a fucking all caps god of death. But I do like Fallout Four, Fallout Three better than Four. I so they. I've always liked Fallout Four way more than the other two. Why guys. don't you like Fallout Four, Jamie? I like that. Why would you say so? I I like it, and I I've told the story. And Ethan was there when I bought it. I bought a TV and a PlayStation Four on the same day, mm-hmm. and. Fallout 4 was the first game that I went from playing on a crappy laptop to a uh, high-definition TV. Ooh. Yeah. I, my problem with it is mostly, like, I don't know what it was about it, but the, the writing and the dialogue just didn't get me like the other Fallout games did. Yeah. And, like, Outer Worlds uh, did, you know, which is basically, like, just Fallout, not Fallout brand Fallout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, like, a fun RPG shooter. Uh, and it's, like, the, the story's just wasn't weren't engaging in Fallout 4 I was like I met all the factions and I was like cool I don't care about any of these and I stopped playing right Uh, so my reasons for not liking it that much is is one lack of skills and build diversity because there is no reason to play it again because you will always fall into the exact same place Uh and I like having a voiced protagonist which some people think is not as good because I know in Outer Worlds you can have 30 dialogue options because yeah. no one is saying them yeah. but I'm okay with the four despite the fact it was yes yes but rude no and sarcastic yeah like, exactly is, like the options were shitty my problem was and this is not my own idea this is something that was vocalized by some some YouTuber that I saw the character you play acts like they've played a Fallout game before because they've been frozen for 220 years comes out does a favor for the first person they meet and is paid in bottle caps and doesn't ask a single question <laughs> right and it's just like the entire setup like i do like some of the factions i like oh. the brotherhood going back to being like the techno fascists and i like the institute a lot because of the twists along the story sure i don't like the fact that your character has played fallout and is just like in a fallout game and it's just weird i don't know i don't, I don't know how invested how much more invested i would have been if it'd be like oh they exp- they took the time to explain to the player character how bottle caps are the new currency well i don't like but like why play a character like why play a man out of time if that's not going to be part of the story like you you're like why the fuck have i been frozen for 200 years if so they had time to kidnap babby well that's the problem yeah. right yeah so for me it's mainly the writing and the lack of character builds so that's yeah. kind of my reason i don't think it's bad but I just like can't play it again. I so I am I am I think easily the least gamer on the uh, on the podcast here. Yeah. Uh, like video game mechanics get me much less than than a story would. So I think that's that's why like Fallout Four. I'm sure it'd be I'm sure I would have a lot of fun playing as the God of Death and just going like full GTA. You know, but, yeah. but I'm just not willing to put in the time to get there because the story isn't like I'm not invested enough in it. Yeah, and I'm very much like a mechanics guy, and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But, I mean, there's obviously nothing wrong with liking it. Like, I put 160 hours into it, and I don't regret it, but I just yeah. can't do it again. Yeah, we make a lot of fun here, but we're just assholes. I yeah. played through it twice, and I had a ton of fun both times. Yeah, yeah. well, so that's it. That, yeah. That's why I didn't, I didn't think that was a broad question. And his final one is, lastly, did you guys hear they're making a Mass Effect 5? I would rather they just remaster the trilogy for PS4 because I fucking love the trilogy. Again, last time, <laughs> again, like last time, sorry for the long email. I just had those questions on my mind and was really interested in what you guys thought. Keep up the funny, amazing podcast. Thank Thanks, you. Steven. Thank you, Steven. Thank you very much, Steven. Uh, haven't heard they're making a Mass Effect 5. Uh, I'm excited for it. I like. I think the low bar that Andromeda set, Like, I don't think that they could go lower. Nope. I say that fully ready to put my foot in my mouth. Just like fully ready to just bend completely in half and eat, <laughs> swallow both of my feet. But uh, I think they'll do a better job than they did with Andromeda. I would actually be super interested to see if they did it in the world of Andromeda. I, I, I know nothing. Like your email, Stephen, was the first I've heard about it, and I have not done any background research on this. Yeah. Jamie? Um, I've never played any of the Mass Effects, so I hope you guys get the game you're looking forward to. Yeah. <laughs> you just want a remaster, really? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not invested, but it, yeah. it sounds cool. Uh, I had heard that there was a Mass Effect project rumored in the works. I didn't know it was Mass Effect Five. Is all I can say. I did play the 10-hour demo for uh, Andromeda on Origin. Excuse me, and it's bad. Um, although a friend of mine brought up an interesting argument, where it's just like, what if they just didn't call it Mass Effect? Because like a mediocre space RPG that doesn't have like a legacy dragging it down it's not really that bad but it's uh, like much worse than the rest my of problem. so i haven't i haven't played andromeda but i watched our our friend and friend of the show ryan williams play it for, okay for, yeah. on twitch for a while oh uh, what's his twitch embo embo we're gonna mess up the number three or something uh, no 90 something i want to say 90... 93 is he a year two years younger than us maybe yeah he'd be a year or two younger than me so, so 92 93. or 93 yeah, yeah. Um, but he was play he was playing it on uh on twitch a while back and i was watching him and it's like the the get the combat looks like better than the Mass Effect games, which is like kind of like a natural progression for a video game. Like yeah, the mechanics get better. Um, the whole thing was like anytime, and like even a lot of the other NPCs were like fine, but it was anytime the main character got involved in any way, it was like I wish they would take this person off the screen. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I hate I hate seeing this person. Like, uh, they're terrible to look at. Uh, the voice acting is terrible, and the dialogue is like really weird and stilted at times. Yeah, uh, and just like. So much of the story feels like shoehorned in really weird ways. Um, yeah. Where I think it was a development thing where they were just making a lot of changes on the back end uh, during development and they never got the time together because, you know, like big these big game corporations love to put out a game on time and, you know, hit their... Quality like, be they, damned. They, they spend a lot of money on marketing, to be fair, and, like, they want that marketing to pay off, which is, like, fine. Um, but that, that's... That, what you get for it is... is uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's it. So that marks the end of our listener email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was why your phone, I was wondering why your phone was unlocked and you were staring at it. <laughs> so back to Halo then. Yeah. Um, the series is coming to PC. Back to Halo or just to Halo. Just to Halo then, yeah. Uh, the series is coming to PC technically for the second time because Halo 1 Halo and Halo 2 are both already on PC. I didn't know Halo 2. Halo was. 2 was a launch title for Windows Vista, if you could fucking believe it. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Boy, howdy. Wouldn't... I can't believe people were dual-wielding dual SMGs on high-rise on Windows Vista. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like five, maybe six of them were. Yeah. I, don't yeah. know. <laughs> I mean, Halo 3 didn't come to PC, so it's not like they were just like, yeah, we're confident in the PC audience of Halo. So Halo, uh, it was the demo version that was released on PC. Halo came to PC before it came to Xbox. No, Halo Combat Evolved, Halo 1, is on PC. Oh, is it? Okay. I played it 
on an integrated graphics card in like 2002 where my graphics card was so bad there was no color okay. so i could not tell the elites apart <laughs> and that got me killed so many times so I, that, it was black and white yeah so combat evolved apparently was on on windows but i know the halo demo was originally on windows too like it was it was available on yeah. windows before it was available on xbox and chief had uh, like a microsoft sam voice i played it probably eight years after the release like after halo 3 had been out you know what i mean uh and it was just it was amazing to play because the servers were still running there was absolutely no moderation and there was nothing but flying warthogs and like like it was just it was mod chaos it it wasn't mods it was just hackers but it was just like so broken in so many ways and it was so beautiful uh and they had uh there was a flamethrower warthog which was something yes, that was is. originally yeah. demoed in, in Halo, yeah. but didn't launch on the original Xbox Halo. I broke our CRTV playing Halo 2, actually. Okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because we were in my room. and Trying our pa- to kiss Master Chief. <laughs> <laughs> I, get my, our, I get it. My parents were away. My parents were away. And then oh, yeah. And, okay, uh, me and I, my friend Pat were sitting on the bottom bunk, and Anthony and his new girlfriend were on the top bunk. They were fooling around, and I was trying to and beat you were Pat. Fooling around. Yeah, I was trying to beat Pat, so I was like kind of yanking at his controller, yanking at my controller kind of thing. <laughs> And the TV just came out of the stand and bonk, Wait. like right on the on the glass, and it never it never turned CRT on. TV fucking episodes in a row. In a row. Yeah, yeah. 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 Halo. yeah, it didn't work. So we've that. all played Halo, right? Have yeah, you, one, two, and three. Have you? you one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jambo? Yeah, one, two, three. One, two, three. Yeah. I've also played Reach. I've played Reach. I never beat it. Oh, okay. I played a lot of multiplayer on Reach. Yeah. Because it was yeah, it's good. It's coming. So the PC release for the uninformed and might want to get it on PC is going in chronological order. So yeah. the first Halo game to come to PC, uh, technically yesterday, if you're listening to this on launch, is Halo Reach. Okay, December third, I believe, is how they yeah. pronounce the month. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that that's about it. Um. There's also like an unnecessary amount of very large novels about the Halo universe. Yeah. There, which there is, is yeah. like, uh, thankfully, how we get uh, what's going to be probably three or four episodes out of this. So hope you're primed and aren't hungry for more Battletech because that's what I'm doing for the next yeah. <laughs> until 2020 is more and more Halo. Uh, anyway, so uh, humanity's space government is known as the UNSC or United Nations Space Command. Okay. Uh, and it has its roots back in actual Earth's past. Uh, the past of our history. So this yes. is not actually a real... This is going to be a real historical podcast for a minute here. Okay. Uh, the, UNS, the UNSC started back in 1920, and at that time was known as the League of Nations. Um, uh-huh. Because in 1920, they had not discovered space. No. Nobody knew it was up there. From what I understand. I think they all thought that there was a blanket above and God had missed a couple holes. And that's where like yeah. the light of the heaven came through. It's like yeah. a big ice dome. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. For the, the flat earth. For, yeah, for earth. the flat earth. Something. Yeah. Uh, so the League of Nations was sadly largely ineffective. Uh, what with the whole Nazi thing in 1939. Yeah, they didn't do much to, to curtail that. To 1945. They yeah. kind of let the Nazis kind of run a little bit wild there. Yeah, for that's it. Uh, and the League of Nations was dissolved and the United Nations was put in place. And currently they are doing a bang up job. With the whole Nazi thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. They're doing they did real... the same thing as Riot. They went from League of Legends to United Legends, and yeah. it was way better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Way better game. Way better game. <laughs> way better. Way better game. <laughs> Much more balanced, yeah. Uh, so, like, it, but like, it's kind of like a weird thing. It's like Nazis, you can just, they can go into suspended animation, like tardigrades. Yeah, yeah. Can, like, Nazis can live in volcanoes for, like, a yeah, thousand, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. A thousand, thousand years without yeah, yeah. food. 
in the recesses of human minds, more yeah, like. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that like a Nazi can live in your brain for like for like ever, uh, <laughs> as long as you like never learn anything? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in the distant future, now of two thousand twenty-one, the distant future, the year two thousand twenty-one. Twenty-one. <laughs> uh, the International Society of uh, the International Society of Civil Engineers was founded by the UN. They sound so boorish. Yeah. It was men and women around the world who would work together to make space colonization and construction easier and easier over time. Okay, uh, I, can get, so I can get down with that. By twenty eighty, yeah, a little, little, little bit of space, space construction, maybe. Right. You got like it's like in space, no one can hear you catcall. So there's yeah, a bunch yeah. of like sexy ladies in sexy spacesuits walking by and just like utter silence <laughs> from all the dudes sitting yeah, on like yeah. a floating bench yeah, yeah. eating floating sandwiches <laughs> or just pressing bologna yeah, like, sandwiches against the, the yeah. visor of their space helmet. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a good episode title. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so by 2080, human colonization was fully underway within the solar system. Keep that in mind. Uh, which managed to offer what was described as reasonable living conditions on the moon, Mars, the asteroid belt, and the Jovian moons. Okay. I think we'd have to start now to have that, by the way, in our real life. Like, for us to hit that 2080, people can go move there, like... We better start right yeah, yeah. now. Like, <laughs> well, today. yeah. One of the, one of the things that I was kind of like speculating is like because it's described as reasonable living conditions, and yeah. it's just like, wow, yeah, I can't wait to get like a bachelor pad or like a bachelor <laughs> apartment with a broken microwave and a hot plate on like one of the moons of Jupiter. Yeah, yeah, Boy, yeah. howdy, is <laughs> that yeah, fucking yeah. high living? <laughs> yeah, space dust is a real problem up there because like they, the dust is so fine that it's hard to filter it out of places. Yeah, and it's magnetic too, so it'll fuck all your machinery. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. I know there was one thing that, like, one of the things that's, like, currently kind of, like, fucking up our space colonization is, like, the fact that, like, diamond shards traveling 150,000 kilometers a second just, like, <laughs> fall from the sky sometimes, yeah, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. can't stop it with no. And all anything. this satellite junk that we have out yeah. there that we've talked about on the cast before, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, like, there's a bunch of criticism around Tesla right now okay. because they have their SpaceX program. Yeah. Uh, and so Elon Musk keeps throwing satellites up to, like... And a car and a mannequin. Exactly. Well, he keeps throwing satellites up there, but he, like, he doesn't paint them black, and that's literally all he needs to do is paint them black, but, like, uh, telescopes that scientists use to, like, study distant galaxies, like, you need to leave it sit for, like, a couple hours, and, like, it rotates with the rotation of the Earth yeah. to, keep, to, like, keep the galaxy trained. Uh, but since he's not painting them black, all the pictures come out with, like, these silver streaks because of fucking uh. Elon Musk's uh, satellites just, like, whipping past the lens. He was in the last Rick and Morty episode the, in the past Yeah, he was week. Elon, Elon Tusk. Elon, oh, yeah. 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 He's friends with Dan Harmon, yeah. Oh, yeah. His kids like the show, so they, they linked up. But, yeah. So, as with many things, the original goals of the space colonies were commercial. Okay. Uh, corporations wanted to get away from the human rights narcs on Earth. Uh, however, the UN, being very uh, out of character and effective in this point, in this in this lore, got wise to that and enacted what is known as the Genetic Rights Act in twenty one sixty five. Doesn't sound good. Uh, well, actually, it is very good because this ensured human rights for everyone born of human parents, uh, because there was, of course, the risk of having some sort of high born Earth people and shitty low class Moon people. Oh, okay. So okay. the human, the, the Genetic Rights Act was just like, if you're human, you're human no matter what world you're born on. Yeah, fair. Because, like, 
obviously, like, you'd have, like, a subclass of weak, pale moon people that everybody yeah. would be very racist that's against. It. I don't need to be strong because it, that's one-eighth the gravity. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it, it's just, it, what do you mean you don't bound to school every day? Like, <laughs> you're doing that stupid walk that they're asking yeah. <laughs> You're just like, it's like, and now we have the moon Olympian deadlifting eight pounds. Yeah. You're, and he's just, like, yeah. sweating. Yeah. <laughs> With moon gravity, too. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say, Jamie? Well, their hearts change shape if you stay out there too long. Like, they do rigorous exercise. In low like, orbit, gosh. yeah. And it, also yeah. Low, low orbit, for sure. Maybe. Anywhere in space, yeah. yeah. Just because if your butt, your your body's used to gravity and like the yeah, way that you yeah. just like have your blood pumping through but yeah. you're it yeah. starts to turn oval shaped and Ugh. like when you come back down your heart isn't able to pump as hard you get like and, the bends sort yeah. of thing like deep sea people well no not, not the quite, bends no. no but they don't know how to it's not pressure it's nothing like the bends is pressure yeah it's just because but your heart works gravity, in a different like, way it's like if your arm is so used to lifting well, your bicep gets strong right because yeah. you're like always lifting against your bicep but all of a sudden you well, yeah, that's it. The same P- way. Picture your heart squeezing, and there's always this force pulling it down. Yeah. yeah, and suddenly there's not this force pulling it down, so it's just like whipping around all over the place in yeah. your chest. Yeah, and it's super uh. easy though. It's like, oh, I can. It's really easy to pump blood, yeah. but all of a sudden you come back and you're like, oh, there's an extra force. That's I heard because not only you can it, it pumps blood. It doesn't. It is not affected by gravity, but also the blood is not affected by gravity. Yeah. So you can like pump blood back up, and it's just like super. People easy. who stay in the space station have to do like two hours minimum per yeah. day of, of rigorous exercise just to make sure their hearts. They have like a up. like a squat spring thing. I know. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah I don't know. Not not just their hearts, but just their muscles in general. Everything. Because yeah. I've heard as well, like astronauts tend to have this weird habit of like throwing up by accident a lot because their food is just kind of hovering around in their stomachs. Yeah. Oh, weird. Which is fucking weird. Yeah. Um, Apparently, it's the most comfortable way to sleep. That's pretty much every astronaut, though, says like sleeping in space is the best feeling. You yeah. just in any you always feel comfortable because you your never body have just to roll over. Your body just naturally yeah. goes into the most comfortable position, and you just stay there forever. <laughs> yeah. You're you're like literally like hovering like a little like a cherub in the cool side exactly. of the pillow. Naturally, mo- like imagine someone with like both their legs behind their head or something. Yeah. Just, just natural, natural. natural. <laughs> natural <laughs> yeah. well, well, welcome to space where where comfort comes natural. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do we know about uh, the government telling us that everybody has human rights? That is always effective, and nobody's going to disagree. Cool, yeah. Especially so, not corporations. Those corporations we were talking about wanting to get to space, they're going to yeah. be cool with it. So, like, the shift from what is known as Earth-based capitalism to post-industrial space capitalism saw the, uh, initially at least, uh, the radicalization of the space leftists. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, a Russian-born revolutionary with no original ideas Karl named Marx. Vladimir Kozlov okay. uh, decided he would reignite the fires of Soviet communism and start what he called workers' crusades, specifically on orbital stations. Okay. Uh, and by crusade, you mean like a general strike or like an actual crusade, like a day no, of like, vault? Eh, pretty violent. Okay. Pretty violent. And, of course, since communism is perfect and always works for the people, he named the movement after himself. Yeah, no, well, that's it. It's about First the among equals. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, space Jordan Peterson was obviously spinning yeah. in, in his space grave <laughs> in orbit around Huntress. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the other end of the political spectrum, uh, the Freedian Army came up partially in response to the commies in the Jovian moons. Freedian Army being? Uh, they were considered to be a hardcore fascist movement sponsored by the UGR, or the United German Republic. 
Oh. Uh, so we do have Nazis. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You think a Russian was going to go to space so and this just, is, like, make communists again? This is The Germans were just like, no, nah, man. So this is just World War II, though. It is just World War II. This is space. just, like, Lenin and Stalin, and, like, Stalin takes over... Uh, takes over from from Lenin or whatever yeah. uh, and now the not the fascist party out of Germany is like well they're doing it so we could do it too that is ex- and the UN the whole time is just sitting there like well this doesn't look good but I'm not gonna do anything about it <laughs> yeah. that is exactly what happened so the UN the UN once again found themselves pinned between hard right and hard left and had to take action which we know the UN is so mm. good at doing very good at yeah. actioning things United, the N is, the N and United and UN. United and Nations action stands for action. It is necessary a, action. An N and an action. action. Necessary action here at the UN. Come down to the UN, you get some necessary action. Yeah. Ooh, baby. <laughs> uh, this would lead to yet another conflict between human, uh, communism, fascism, and the international representatives of democracy. And the Milk Toast Brigade. And the Milk Toast Brigade. <laughs> <laughs> I could just get that as a bumper sticker. <laughs> milk yeah. Toast Brigade. I support the Milk Toast Brigade. We should have called our podcast that, really. Milk Toast Brigade. <laughs> milk yeah. toast brigade. It's not too late. Yeah. Our brain's not that valuable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's We could change it. We could change it every time. Uh, so every the, episode, yeah. The first extremists, the, the first extremists, excuse me, the UN decided to tackle were the Jovian fascists. Uh, Jovian, for the uninformed, are the moons of Jupiter. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jovian moons are the moons of Jupiter. There we go. Yeah. I was uninformed. Sorry. Uh, the Jovian fascists in what was known as the Jovian Moons Campaign. Uh, the Freudian movement started in 2158 on the city of Catrius on Europa, one of the Jovian moons. One of the moons of Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the UN Can you name started- any others? Sorry. Io. Io. Yeah. Titan. Titan. That's Saturn. That's Saturn, though. Fuck. 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 Fan mail. I'm not going to answer that question because I wrote the script and read about a bunch of Jovian moons, so I'm cheating, technically. Archimedes is one. Callisto. Callisto. Ganymede. Ganymede is definitely one, yeah. The Maria, the Pinto, and the... That's Santa Maria. That's the one. Pinto yeah. the car. <laughs> Columbus's ship. And ships. the Subaru outback. Are you talking about beans? <laughs> yeah. Columbus's <laughs> ships. The, 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 the Santa Maria. <laughs> the Pinto. The Pinto. And the Subaru outback. And the Subaru yeah. outback. <laughs> I thought it was an impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, this, I'm sure I'm glad. Boy, this is a really choppy today. I'm sure I'm glad our ship has all-wheel drive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was going to say, Jamie's a little quiet this evening, but uh, fuck, every time he comes in, it's with the fucking bangers. Yeah. <laughs> it's just killing me. So the Jovian Moons campaign was when the uh, UN started to intervene when the Freedians blew up an embassy on the Europans on the European city of Tinya. Tinya. Little people. A little small city little, for a little small people. Little little tiny so small man. their little yeah. city. Oh my god, that's so cute. So that's why we need the Human Rights Act, because otherwise we normal the normies would go to Tinya and pinch all the little chicks. And we just pinch the little chicks so much. They're so cute, little tiny people, Tinyopia. But then the Nazis on Europa blew up their uh, embassy, so that was shitty. I mean, yeah, that's that's yeah. that's a very Nazi move. So many so many tiny bodies in the streets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tiny organs just strewn across the cobbles. <laughs> tiny people holding tiny children, crying among tiny fires. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do also assume that the streets in this city are cobblestone because I assume uh, the pilgrims that first went there were like the only pilgrims that we know who came here and built cobblestone streets. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like we just like launched. 
for some reason, the same kind of pilgrim as That's Europa, it. the moon of Jupiter. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, personal effects you're bringing to the moon. Well, I got my cattle. I got I got my oxen to drive it. I got I got my plow. I got my ca- my carriage. <laughs> uh, we're just about ready to go get set up over there. Yes. Manifest destiny. Hoo-wee. It was hard bringing the cobblestone on the Subaru Outback across the ocean, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe so heavy. Yeah. <laughs> you got to toss all those Irish people off. Yeah. <laughs> Your boat's too heavy. Make more room for cobblestones. <laughs> What do we have in the bottom of the ship with the rats? Yeah. Oh, the Irish? You leave the Irish get down out there. Of the, uh, you know get what? Out the cobblestone's here. getting too wet. <laughs> rats on a ship seems like it'd be so easy to salt. Like half well, that's why they had cats. Cat, ships had cats for oh, that reason. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, are you so ships bad are, at killing? Ships are big, man. Ships it's, an apart, little, it's an apartment building. They're like, like a little yeah. micro-environment, too, which is kind of neat. Yeah. You have an apartment building, you go to, like, all these strange ports, and you stop in, and you're doing these, like, exchanges of barrels, you're, like, dropping barrels off and pulling barrels on, and, like, yeah. a couple rats, like, scurry aboard. It's like, you, so you've seen rats in your apartment. If you, like, see a rat, you can be like, oh, shit, there's rats on the ship. Yeah. Now what? The like, fuck do you, are you gonna do? Do you chase them? Yeah. Like, they're <laughs> hard to catch. You don't it, got, you're on a ship for however many months. You don't have much to do. Well, they had cats for this reason. Okay. That's why they had cats, yeah. yeah. They had cats to hunt. If hunt, I know anything rats. about movies that take place on ships, you've got at least nine to ten hours of pulling just a big rope back yeah. and forth for some reason. Yeah. And saying, Swabbing heave poop. ho. Yeah, heave ho. Yeah. Swab poop decks. <laughs> yeah. But also, poop decks. also yeah. the hold was just filled with, like, barrels and crates and all this yeah. other stuff. And it's like, the rats can squeeze through tight spaces very easily. And yeah. you're, like, climbing over all this shit, like, throwing your fucking knife your fucking you know, pleading like, knife at a goddamn rat. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> get me on a boat. I'll just tell. Yeah, get, get me on a boat. Yeah. If anybody, if we don't anybody, have a cat, but we got Jamie. If anybody, <laughs> if any rats. listeners out there have a Subaru Outback that has a rat problem, you know who to call. <laughs> Send us some fan mail. Ask it, ask it for Jamie's help to deal with, deal with your rat problem on your Outback. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, back to the space colonies as opposed to the Earth colonies. Yeah, yeah. We've got uh, the UN is interfering with the Jupiter Nazis, but because they're big, dumb, egghead politicians, uh, they sent over a few colonial advisors to, I guess, ask politely to stop being fascists. <laughs> yeah. Like, guys. Hi, can you please stop doing this? Guys. Stop annexing Czechoslovakia. <laughs> when they were attacked. We just, uh, want to che- we just want to annex the Rhineland on Europa. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, okay then. Oh, well, yeah. Just shrug. Yeah, yeah. Um, Most Europeans want to be Nazis anyway. Yeah, we could prove it. <laughs> um, so it's hitting the... too close to home. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. No, Jupiter's very far away. Don't worry about it. It's a scary world we live in right now. Uh, so they sent over a few colonial advisors, and they were attacked, and then they sent... The advisors in... were attacked. The, the advisors were attacked, okay. yeah. Uh, so By because... Nazis? Yeah. Okay. Well, Jovian fascists. We're, like, calling, I, we're calling them Nazis. I use a shorthand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be like Lord Boys Cannon Nazis. You, you're official, using you're using the long hand. <laughs> uh, official, official official cannon. I think they're Jofas. Jofas. Yeah. yeah Jofis. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it'd be a Jovian fascist because it's like National Socialist was the Nazi thing. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be like yeah, it'd be like Jofas. Jofas. Mm-hmm. The, the Jofas. What Jamie? What Jamie just said? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I was just ex- I was giving an etymology of, no, 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 of wait, the term up, Jofas. Shut, shut up, Jamie. It's gonna be Jofas. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you and your Subaru Outback joke <laughs> making me cry with laughter. Um, so uh, anyway, they sent in military units from Earth. Now the uh, remember these super equal people, uh, the space commies named after one guy, are known as the, the Reds, Co- the Kozloviks. Uh, the, they they joined the causal what Kozlovics. Oh, I heard causal dicks. Yeah, I was like, don't call them that the here. cozy dicks. The cozy dicks. The yeah. cozy penises. And which is a little tiny win. town. Oh, which is what the Jofa, Which is what the Jofas called them. Was like, well, man, we're gonna go fight some cozy dicks yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> um, the there Kozlovics. wouldn't even be life without causal dicks. 
That is true. Yeah. yeah. Causal dicks. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Just so the Kozlovics joined in with the UN to fight the fascists. And all in all, this was known, the Jovian campaign only lasted three months. It was from March to June of 2160. Okay. Earth time. Uh, yeah. Still Earth time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, like, I don't care how fucking slow you go around the sun. Yeah. It is 2065 now. Yeah. And so nobody's you, gonna change my mind. So days on a moon would be super weird because they wouldn't be. They wouldn't all have the same length because you're not orbiting the sun and you're not rotating. You're yeah. orbiting a planet at the same time. That is you're assuming orbiting- all the Jovian moons are tidally locked and they're not. Orbiting, they're not spinning independently in space. No, but you're, you spin independently, but you still you you will be eclipsed. Like every couple days. Oh yeah, by fucking Jupiter. You will be Ju- Jupiter, the largest planet in the solar system, yeah. living a thousand a, times larger than Earth. Living on a space station, you see the sun rise and set like every forty-five minutes or something like 90 that. Minutes. Ninety nine. minutes. There's a sunset every ninety minutes. So yeah, yeah they, so I guess sunrise. Part of yeah. yeah, part of their training is that they have to be ready for that. They stuff have to go on a lot of first dates. They you oh, lose <laughs> yeah. about fifty of them. Yeah. You lose so much track of time. Like to become yeah. an astronaut is it? You need a lot of mental fortitude. There's a lot that goes into being an astronaut. I could not do it. I want to go to space, but there's a reason I haven't been chosen yet. Yeah, even I if, got weak thumbs. Even if you had everything, <laughs> everything about you perfect, you were in like the perfect shape. You uh, had the great mental fortitude. You had the per- like you were be able to fix the whole rocket ship looking backwards or something. Yeah. Um, just because you are six foot instead of five yeah. eleven, you can be eliminated yeah. because of that. Oh no, you just don't. You wouldn't fit good. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, you yeah. think about how many people actually go, like how how much it costs to send someone to space. Yeah. How many it's people like $10, actually thousand dollars a pound, and how many people actually want to? Like they can they can afford to be choosy. It's a uh, buyer's market for astronauts. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you get you get to be choosy. Yeah. What do you do though? What do, where do all the failed astronauts go? Do they just become into a deep dry? depression? I'm, I'm willing. To <laughs> I was gonna say they put them. They put them in those submarines that go to the ocean. Yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah, here you go. It's kind of like space, idiot. Who cares? Yeah, but they get. But Ooh, it's, look, it's, you got aliens down there, like those fat fish with the big teeth. Yeah, yeah. Are you just on call? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah <that's laughs> like astronaut reserve. Yeah, you're, you're, I'm, I'm an understudy for NASA. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm standing for first mate on a yeah. on the ship on the. Uh, the uh, Apollo Outback because I'm mission. sure I'm sure they narrow like three thousand people down to two. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah more, than, more than way more yeah. than three thousand. Yeah, so for people the... applying to be astronauts, it's gotta be it's gotta be a couple dozen. You know what I mean? On the subject of whittling people down, at least ten during the Jovian campaign in three months, at least ten. <laughs> <laughs> I caught that uh, during the Jovian campaign. There were heavy casualties on all sides, and tensions in the years after the war would lead to a series of bombings and the start of the rainforest wars on Earth in 2162. Uh, the UN, the Freedians, and the Kozloviks all fought a brutal and presumably sweaty war on the co- continent of South America from <laughs> February 2162 to September 2163. And okay. since before this conflict, for some reason, humanity managed to keep the rainforest in perfect working well, yeah, order. No, they'll totally last until 2060. Yeah, no, no to- especially there. to 2163. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the rainforest oh, wars led to massive famines throughout the earth and okay. also its colonies okay. in space because people just like ran out of mangoes and howler monkey meat and they were yeah. just like well, <laughs> what are we, we supposed now? to eat now here <laughs> on this moon of jupiter yeah, yeah. Like, more tinned howler monkeys yeah, yeah. <laughs> lore, lore boys canon all of the super soldier training in the halo series powered by howler monkey powered meat. by howler monkey yeah, yeah. right they're very loud making them very nutritious they howl yeah That's why and, call them that. and they're monkeys well, there's no way to be sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mostly howler. They definitely right. howl. Yeah. Okay. In the same way, the wolf eel is neither a wolf nor an eel. 
It's what just is a, it? It's a slim fish. It's a fish. Yeah. Now that right there, that's a fish. That's a fish. <laughs> that's my new. I'm working on a new catchphrase. That's my. That's a fish. <laughs> that's a fish. Nah, you I'm got right it on there. a piece of corn. That's a fish. <laughs> you got gills live in the water. You might be a fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, are you doing the redneck comedy tour, Jamie? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was really good. So the UN now had to be both a military and a relief effort for the colonists that they had like accidentally starved by fighting the commies and the Nazis in mm-hmm. the rainforest. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't we have a battle on our luscious, on our luscious real estate? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I built this uh, this field specifically for combat. There's you can't plant anything here. It's just like a barren field. Uh, <laughs> everyone want to do their fighting here. No, we're gonna go fight where all the food is. Yeah, exactly. Our soldiers Fucking hiding behind cows while they're like fighting, <laughs> using cows as like cover. Like... <laughs> I was picturing just a red base and a blue base and a long valley, a long valley, and yeah, then yeah, a yeah. warthog on either it's side. One gulch, yeah. full of mangoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah full of mangoes. Yeah. Blood Gulch was once full of mangoes. Yeah. It was once a verdant and fertile place. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. now Blood Gulch is simply is two that, bases. Yeah. Is that the name of the map? Yeah. Blood Gulch. Yeah. Blood Gulch. Yeah. It's where uh, red versus blue happened. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we know them. You know. The quintessential Halo map. We don't know them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we know them. Uh, it was coagulation in Halo 2, right? Uh, Could have been. Yeah. Slayer. 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 That's the first uh, gun you often start kill. with, and then it, it always says that whenever you just start. When you start the game. Slayer yeah. was the game mode. Slayer was yeah. deathmatch. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was the name of that automatic gun that was in, always in your hands. Assault rifle. Assault or rifle. battle rifle. Okay. Battle the, the burst, three the round burst, burst, yeah. the burst, burst that was the was that was the pro moves. If you had the three round yep. bursts and you got all headshots, it was just killing. If, if, if you, you play four SWAT, shot. if you play SWAT, you got the battle rifle and the fucking the pistol. It was battle rifle and shotgun, and handgun and Shot- SWAT. I want to say shotgun. All right, it was battle rifle, shotgun, and uh, so like the whole thing in Halo was if you get four headshots, if you four shot somebody with the battle rifle, it only took four shots to kill. If every single shot in your three round burst hit them in the head. So twelve shots to the head. Yeah, you could four shot somebody. So like, oh, okay. The best players would uh, would get like always always get four shots, and then like you would get five shots if you like missed like one or two shots off your burst. Yeah. Or if you were like me and never had an Xbox, you would get thirty to forty shots. Yeah, and <laughs> then but also die and come in second to last because uh, Chris Nucci's baby sister had to play too <laughs> at our LAN parties. So we discussed what you guys know about the UN and how effective they are. Uh, what do you guys know about wars? Do they lead to other conflict? No, well, never. Like, okay, never mind then. I'll just. I thought they first. were conflict, <laughs> but they just like kind of lead to more things. So wars are often like dominoes. Uh, the rainforest war. A fun game to play with your family. Yeah. Yeah. With oh. your your Dominican uh, uncle. Yeah, on a picnic <laughs> bench. Yeah. Uh, Did so, you choose a Dominican uncle just because it sounds like dominoes? No, because n- they love dominoes. There's a lot of dominoes in yeah. the Caribbean. Yeah. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a big Caribbean game. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it so from the Dominican Republic? I don't think it is. I think it's from uh, the East. I think it's uh, Chinese or, or Japanese in origin, Domino's. Okay. Uh, could be very wrong about that. We'll do a Domino's episode one day. But having read a, a fair amount of, uh, you know, Diaz, who wrote uh, The Brief Wondrous Life of Oscar Wilde, which is a fantastic book for anyone listening at home okay. uh, who wants a slice of Dominicana. What's um, that game, Taijong? Ta- Mahjong. Mahjong. I played that on Windows 98. Yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of like... Do- that's a single-player game, though. Yeah, yeah but it, it, it's it similar is. to Domino's, except it uses symbols instead of numbers. Yeah. And, and it's like... The way the actual the game layout. is played is very different. Yeah. yeah. We will cover the Mahjong and Domino's crossover episode yeah. <laughs> event in 2020. Yeah. Uh, but for now, uh, we're going to talk about how the Rainforest War, where we destroyed all the mangoes and the howler monkeys, yes. led to the Mars campaign. Mars campaign. Mars thankfully so, has no howler monkeys and uh, is, nothing. So Mars, but, Mars is colonized. 
yes. at this point? Okay. Yeah. So it was Mars and then a bunch of moons. Yeah, like I skipped over the colonization process because a lot of it was just like, well, then we landed here. We terraformed a tiny part of the moon and then Mars and then the Jovian moons, mm. like who whatever. Like we're we're talking about we're talking about strong men punching each other in the rainforest. Hell yeah. Eating monkeys and shit. Assassinations. Blah. So if the you co- punch somebody in the back of the head, they die. Yeah, I know. That's the weakest part of a man. It's the back of his head. The back of his head. <laughs> just like a baby. Press, <laughs> press down on a baby, press backwards on a man, yeah. and that's how you get them. they all grew up in space. They never got rid of the soft spot. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's like press down Gra- on the Gravity head. forms your skull. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the genetic rights act. It's like, no pressing down on the heads of the moon people. Yeah, yeah. They know they're physically weak and they have soft skulls. <laughs> but they're still people. <laughs> uh, so the Kozlovics. After helping out with, like, the some, Reds. some of the Nazi stuff, the commies were just like, well, technically, we're still the bad guys, if you think about it, because we killed all those people. Mm-hmm. All of our own people. All the, the orbiting stations, they planted a bunch of bombs. Exactly. Uh, they wanted to bring the solar system under communist control, and they decided they'd start small and go to Mars. Okay. Because sure. they were just like... They Mars need, is red. That makes sense. They need a, yeah. Also, they need to practice Earth, but I didn't think of that. Yeah. <laughs> Mars is, gonna be, is already the red planet. You're going to go to the red yeah. planet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, aha, uh-huh, yes, the red planet. We have friends there. And it's like, I'm sorry, sir. I think they called it that for a different reason. Yeah, yeah. And then he had that guy shot. Yeah, yeah. Because he had spoken out of turn. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the folk, they focused mostly on spaceship building facilities in response. And in response, the UN created the UNSC. Or the United Nations Space Command. Okay. Now we're at Halo things. We're getting We're done with the real history. Yeah. Now we're in. We're done here in the year 2174. (laughs) We've got it all mapped out. took over Mars. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We would recognize the UNSC as the Marines from all of the Halo games. They're all still UNSC. You are a Spartan for the UNSC when you play a Halo. Okay. When you play a Halo, exactly. Uh, they're also, if you are less informed, those are the guys who you can put in the passenger seat of a Jeep, and they will get a perfect headshot with a handgun yeah. from a kilometer away. Yeah, yeah. But they go blind the second you tell them to drive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they will fucking kill you. <laughs> they don't handle easy those Tesla Cybertrucks. No, exactly. <laughs> like a bathtub on wheels. Yeah. <laughs> on the moon too, we're just yeah. like bouncing around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's those Xbox physics. Yeah, yeah. People don't uh, take baths in space. <laughs> no, exactly. It's like yeah. the most comfortable bath you've ever taken where you're just like surrounded by a little water bubble tornado (laughs) Uh, so the marines were deployed to mars in 2163 to squash the commies uh, and this would mark actually the first interplanetary deployment of marines in human history i recently found out that marines and soldiers are kind of different things okay yeah like a marine is a different kind of soldier, so that's why they say this is the first time. Marines... That's a that's a real life thing too, though. Peter. Yeah. It is, yeah. I mean, but like Halo was written here on Earth. Is it just? Uh, but so, am I saying like, is it just branches of the military? Like the Marines are still Marines, and like an infantryman is still in the army. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like that's from what I understand. I so this Marines makes a like, lot of sense. Like whales and stuff. Like marine that's a marine animals? mammal. Okay. They're especially trained. It's a part mammals. of the, It's a part of the United <laughs> um, Kingdom. I don't know. What you, yeah. A killer whales? Whales? Whales, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a specially trained country. Uh, yeah, United exactly. Kingdom, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, all right. The all right. elite no. spec ops marine it, whales. It's, it, it is immoral to keep Welsh people at marine yeah. land. <laughs> yeah. What if marine land was just looking at a bunch of soldiers behind glass walls? It's a bunch of Welsh soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> you, go, you, go to, you go to marine land, this is like a bunch of dudes underwater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so because the Freedians and the Kozlovics were ideological groups, 
the UNSC realized they had to get into people's heads. And okay. not with bullets, because that, so far, not good. It's effective, not, so it just doesn't last long. You know? Yeah, we're also yeah. out of mangoes and howler monkey meat, which I think I made abundantly clear. Yeah. Was yeah. the main export of Earth to tough, the colonies. Tough, t- tough times for, uh, for the colonies yeah. around planet Earth. Can't get my soul can't, prime. Can't get my can't get my mango dried mangoes or my monkey jerky. I am <laughs> just I'm joining the communists Man, slash fascists. I don't know, like depending yeah. on who you are. <laughs> um, as the UN took more and more control over the governments of Earth, they broadcasted huge propaganda campaigns to win over the people of Earth and the colonies. Okay, uh, this worked extremely well, um, and after inspiring. Hope, bravery, and courage in non-extremists, and I guess in technically making their own extremists. Yeah. yeah. Process, <laughs> uh, the UNSC waged a brutal crackdown campaign from 2164 to 2170. Following this, they went back to where it all began with the Callisto Treaty on Callisto. Callisto, the moon of the Jupiter. Moon of Jupiter. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Uh, so in 2170, the space commies and the space Nazis surrendered to the UNSC. Uh, this saw the creation of the first unified international and interplanetary government, uh, and now this government body could uh, came up with a lot of issues, obviously from all this like fucking war. Yeah, yeah, and famine. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. War, well, that's the one thing: overpopulation and starvation on Earth, the constant and looming threat of the collapse of an entirely capitalist economy in fucking space. That would never happen. Come uh, on, no. <laughs> <laughs> and good old fashioned post-war baby boom. Oh, very. We nice. got some space boomers, boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did it, and we've even got their own like versions of space suburbia. Yeah, yeah. Which is like which 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 is coming up. Uh, so with sci-fi they're, magic, they're, they're zero K boomer because in space <laughs> the temperature is zero degrees Kelvin. Oh yeah, yeah. Excuse me. You just keep <laughs> being, if you keep being boomers every year, you just end up the hive, right? If you just keep fucking, and that's your whole thing. Like, <laughs> Because like the hive is the whole thing is they just overrun I think right the flood you mean. the flood the flood okay yeah yeah, yeah. sorry you're, you're, you're thinking talk- of Starcraft you're talking about yeah. the completely original idea that Bungie had following Halo no, in, yeah. de- in Destiny so it's Zerg Starcraft it's Hive Destiny and it's the flood Halo so yeah. the flood is what I was thinking of. okay yeah. yeah but that it's so common to have the the peoples the smart aliens. And the things that overrun you. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> it's really the... easy to have a hive mind villain because it, once you kill one thing, all of the lackeys die, so you don't have to deal with like the complex politics of just like, wow, the power vacuum. What do we do about the power vacuum yeah, yeah. in our video game? But shooting. Oh no, Hydralisk Thirty Four is now the queen of the swarm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that it's just like you know, when Starcraft turns into Crusader Kings. Yeah, and yeah. Like, I have so many fucking inbred Zerg. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck, he's fucking. Inferno. Jesus Christ, how am I going to make this work? Like, <laughs> his spines a, don't work. That'd be a hell of a game. What good is a Hydralisk whose spines don't work? <laughs> yeah. That'd be a hell of a Crusader Kings 2 mod. Where it's it? probably out there. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're listening and have some skill with Crusader Kings 2. Please make one that I can play with all Ricardos. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody. And then Ricardo also the thing that we just talked about, but mostly the Ricardo. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, you guys were talking? Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, my mic got turned down. This episode. Yeah. My, my, my mic got turned down. I'm just like turning around very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so with, a, with sci-fi magic, thankfully, all things are possible. And space colonization became easier and more attractive to deal with uh, thanks to the lack of resources on Earth and the lack of physical space. Okay, because yeah. we got your we got your overpopulation, you got your post-war baby boom. Now you got your teleportation. Uh, this began what is known as the colonial era, 
Uh, and the magic sci-fi engine that allowed for this was the Shaw Fujikawa Translite engine, which was finished in 2291. Okay. Um, I don't always want to bring it back to Battletech, but I did toss this in because the hyperpulse generators or the a- uh, the HPG communication network that Comstar has a monopoly over is powered by a KF or Kearney Fushida drive. Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So like sci-fi keeps predicting a bunch of stuff that's gonna come, like it's gonna come come true but there's still no like sick american japanese teleportation collab going on right now which is fucked up man matter of time fucking get on it we will sponsor we will sponsor this subscribe to to the lore boys patreon and we will we will be the front runners what do you think would be the first industry to break through on teleportation because they needed it would it would it be medical would it be probably shipping shipping yeah shipping it'd be an it'd probably be like a boring industrial thing i think like a dead space future medical is we need to get this doctor to japan right now (laughs) it's just you could if if you invent teleportation you could just really cut back on the number of doctors you need there's just eight doctors in the world and they're constantly teleporting around (laughs) around. (laughs) on a micro scale it'd be really useful so you don't have to slice someone open oh teleport in yeah Yeah. i think a dead space future is way more likely like just open this portal and blood starts gushing out I think mining. What's a gerbil doing in here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Gear, no. Uh, yeah. Mining? Um, I do want to give a shout out to any Japanese listeners that we may have. Uh, and I want to say sorry, Ninoko Oto Konoko. Oh, uh, which, I think they want you to stop trying. Which Google translates <laughs> to get to it, boys. Get to it, boys. Which uh, is what I want them to do for the uh, teleportation collab. Okay. okay. Please yeah. and thank you. So the Shaw Fukijawa engine. Uh, oh, Fujikawa, excuse me, allowed for travel through uh, slip, uh, something called Slipstream Space, which is this franchise's version of the warp from okay. Warhammer 40k, Warhammer, yeah. uh, which we have a bunch of episodes on. That's why I asked you about it earlier. Yeah. This was the part that I had to loop back in because I was an idiot and yeah, left yeah. it out. Yeah. There's a there's a dark dimension in yeah. Halo. There's a spooky Ooh. there's a there's a there's a spooky place where everyone can get event horizoned. Yeah, if, I wonder if that's if they're horny enough. I know I don't wanna I don't wanna, you know, make assumptions, but I wonder if that's where the flood comes from. The flood being this, these hive monsters. Yeah. We'll have to find out. We'll have the to flood find out. being the hive. Next ah. time on yeah. Lore Boys. On the Lore Boys. Where's your app? Why'd you lock your phone? Yeah, I don't know. Where's my horn at? Where's my dank meme horn? Uh, so the first colonist ship uh, equipped with one of these engines was the Odyssey, uh, because people are just doing Nazis again, people are just doing commies again, people are just keep doing the fucking UN, nobody's got any fucking original ideas, they were just like, I don't know, like, what's a book someone was forced to read in high school for our spaceship? Uh, Mein Kampf. Uh, not that one. I had to read A Tale of Two Cities. I mean, that's a lot for a ship. Uh, <laughs> I read an epic poem called The Odyssey. Alright, we'll take that one, that's good. Right. <laughs> cool. Gilgamesh? Oh, sorry, we already took the Odyssey, man. James said it first. But what about Tiny Town? That's like uh, Gulliver's Travels. No, Tinya. Uh, Tinya. Yeah. Yeah. We're not calling it Lilliput, okay? <laughs> no one will take us seriously out in space if we call it Lilliput. <laughs> so the Odyssey was launched in 2362 and began a period of history that would be called Domus Diaspora, or, as previously mentioned, the Colonial Era. Diaspora being... Uh, when a multitude of people leave a country or something. Yeah, I had so no... So people fu- leaving the solar system. I had no fucking idea. Yeah. yeah. I'm not that smart. I'm researching Halo, for Christ's sake. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking up French words. Are you stupid? I don't think it's French. <laughs> <laughs> Latin, is it? Probably a Latin root. It's yeah. probably Latin. Uh, so citizens... But English. It's an English word. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. Uh, well, well, it is. But it is, though. It is, though. <laughs> I'm not convinced. Uh, well, okay. Agree to 
Disagree, I guess. Agree to diaspora. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it, Pete. Nailed it. (laughs) I'm learning. (laughs) I can read. Uh, Citizens and soldiers were elected by like a colonialization council. In some sort of democracy. This eventually, however, led to the creation of of hoity-toity inner colonies, which were the citizens that were all descendants of the best and brightest Earth had to offer. Okay, very, Um, very Battletech all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. So what is called the Core Ring was 210 colonies that were not fully developed until the end of the 24th century. Okay. Mm. Um, Inside the the periphery? Yeah, basically. It's very inner sphere-y, right? I mean, but like, sci-fi is... Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've only got so much stuff to work with. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, or you could make new, new sci-fi like the greats do. I mean, but whatever. Yeah, exactly. You, you, okay. you do you, Bungie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rehash old ground, that's fine. Yeah. We, we got confused between the hive and the flood earlier. I don't think they're really... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the peak of the colonialization process was in 2492, where there were over 800 worlds. Now, I say specifically worlds because not all of the colonies were on planets, as we know from the Jovian moons. So a moon becomes a world because people are living there and, like, working and doing all yeah. that shit. But it's not technically a planet because a planet has a specific rule set behind it, which is why we kicked out bitch nerd Pluto yeah, several what, times over the past 20 years what, or some That's shit. why they call them planets because they planned it. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're welcome, Jay. <laughs> so within these 800 worlds, some of these colonies were well-to-do. Like the inner colonies, uh-huh. and some of them were basically like wilderness salmon fishing camps. Okay, that were yeah, just yeah. like, oh man, like, is there enough oxygen here for two guys? Yeah, yeah. there's like, two guys and forty thousand salmon. Yeah, exactly. Space salmon. Yeah, space salmon. We don't know if they're edible yet because so- they're made of an element that we haven't discovered. Yeah. <laughs> is it good for your bones? <laughs> it makes them stronger and makes them glow green. <laughs> yeah. and when they come back to Earth, they go ballistic. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, and in the, and so uh, in this time, the colony of Reach was established okay. and became the UNSC's primary naval shipyard. Okay. It also became a training facility for special operations forces, which we'll be discussing in another episode. That's, I mean, that's Halo Reach, right? That is, well, Reach, Halo Reach is a game that uh, in which Reach is the main character, okay. but Halo is very important. Yeah. Excuse me. Reach is very, Reach important, is very important to Halo. Uh, Halos are also important. Halos are very important. Yeah, Yeah. I haven't gotten into what a halo is yet, but you gotta wait. It's a key. But you gotta know about like the all the revolutions first before you could possibly understand halo. It's a key to a doomsday machine. I think I don't know. It's been a while. No, it is a doomsday machine. No, it's a key to a doomsday machine. That's why, like, you in Halo One, you blow up the halo. They're like, oh, but there's actually seven more that can activate this thing. Wasn't there like a big thing you go to in Halo Three? Anyway, this is for another episode. Uh We'll, we'll, We'll get into that. So one of the neat original ideas, uh, so I did put this into the script because I knew that I was reading like other people's writing, but they had like control, like control F and like find yeah, and replace yeah. like, like stuff then just like put in like the master chief yeah, instead yeah. of fucking Lenin or some yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one neat original idea they had throughout the, ex- uh, throughout their expansion, uh, humanity found a bunch of weird alien garbage. Mm-hmm. They found a bunch of ancient robots. Uh-huh. Uh, I already in, finished my beer. But in this case, they were just like, eh, fuck it. That's weird. We got. Guess we won't touch those. Yeah. Oh, that's here already. I hope nobody squirrels that away. Uh, later, they would find out that these ruins uh, were from an ancient alien race known as the Forerunners. Uh-huh. Uh, now, the reason that this stuff was never used was not so much because people were like, "Well, that's odd. I don't remember leaving this here." It's mostly because 
the special forces were just like, oh, yeah, how boring. Alien ruins, guys. We'll throw them out for it. Uh, yeah. You keep salmon fishing or yeah, why yeah. ever <laughs> we put you on this scary-ass planet. Yeah. Uh, so the Department of the uh, Office of Naval Intelligence, or ONI, was formed, and they began to squirrel away ancient alien relics. ONI being a Japanese demon uh, it's a japanese spirit of some description i don't yeah. really know only though i do know is one of uh bungie's previous games oh is it which okay. is a lot like ghost in the shell they made kind of like an anime combat game called oni okay cool yeah. along with uh, marathon and durandal i know they made marathon yeah marathon one and two yeah uh one of oni's notable secrets now this really speaks to how fucking good these people were at their jobs give this person a fucking raise because one of their notable secrets was something called onyx uh, this was first considered to be an ideal human colony. They were like, wow, look at this nice planet and look how great this is going to be. Uh, the entire entity turned out to be a forerunner superstructure, which guarded the entrance to what is known as a slipstream bubble. Okay, the entrance to the warp. So this structure of Onyx was what is known as a shield world. Okay. Because it is a gigantic planet-sized space station built to hide a strip uh, a slipstream bubble basically shield the universe from this slipstream what bubble. is a slipstream bubble the slipstream bubble um portal to the chaos dimension it's basically just like okay. free teleportation yeah, shit why okay. is this Faster here light travel why is there a mechanical planet built around it okay we don't know we're oni we're just gonna hide this from the common man because yeah. it'll probably scare the shit out of them right okay okay, okay. and then we'll have to explain why there's all these like crazy all this crazy ass alien shit on yeah. their fucking salmon farm <laughs> yeah yeah uh, uh, fucking Sam got out of the tank the other day fell into this hole no idea where I went <laughs> stuck my head in there really fucking freaky <laughs> really, red skies fucking horrible tentacle monsters no sign of the salmon though I don't know I don't know what happened in there but. yeah it's gonna cut into profits yeah <laughs> one lost salmon is just a day's work it's lost yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it so finally we come to what is called the insurrection which started in 2494 uh, this was a political conflict between the white-collar inner colonies and the blue-collar outer colonies. Okay. The outer colonies were providing the inner ones with resources, which obviously led to wealth disparities. Yes. Huzzah! Because it's just like, wow, do you want to have a salmon farm on a in, in, in like inhospitable rock? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, cool. Do I own the salmon? They're like, no. No, no, of course They're not. They're going to the warp or some shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. You're gonna, we're <laughs> yeah. going gonna to ship your salmon back to Earth. It's only going to take us 4,000 years. Yeah, yeah. Thank God, it's going to be so fresh. <laughs> we're we're going to send him through the horror dimension. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just those tubes that they transferred salmon yeah, with yeah. out of trucks. That's what the warp is. <laughs> yeah, it's just exactly. one of those salmon canyons. Yeah. <laughs> so worker rebellions began to crop up. Uh, in the outer colonies, and in response to this, the United Earth Government, or UEG, developed a program to quash these dirty, dirty workers. Yeah, dirty this, fucking unions. This, yeah. So you know who uh, you know who the the fucking union breakers are in in Halo? The UEG, the Spartans. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that's amazing. And that is where I'm going to end that one. And my next episode will be Halo. The Spartan program. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. So they're uh, they're union busters. They're knee breakers. And the scabs. Oh no, they're, they're like they're like the police with the fire hoses that like blast out protests. They're scabs who blow up scarabs. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. They're, they're scab rabs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've been Peter O'Donoghue. You can find me on the internet at Pete O'Donoghue or at Loreboys Podcast. 
um, finishing up the Mass Effect art because I'm a little behind. So that'll be the next one up if you want to see an awkward prom photo. <laughs> uh, that's going to be the next one. And then some Canadian shit. And that's at Lore Boys Podcast on Instagram and Jambo. Yeah. You can find me on the internet. Uh, J-A-Y-M-I-L-L-K-64 on PSN. And I haven't plugged in my PlayStation in a month. But I'll see you eventually. If yeah. you have me. Uh, I'll see you when they port WoW to PS4. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Got my Epic mount today. This Woo! is just for my own logs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for when Jamie has a stroke, he's gonna need to remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have been, uh, continue to be, and presumably will continue to be Ethan Palmer. Uh, you can find me at Ethan the Dead Man online. Uh, thanks so much for everyone who's been uh, tweeting about us, uh, tweeting at us. Uh, subtweeting, quote tweeting, emailing us, leaving reviews. Reviews are like so beautiful and sweet. Uh, anybody, everybody who's uh, supported us on Patreon, like you have no idea how much that means to us. It's seriously super, super nice and sweet, and we love you for it. And if you want to get a message read on the show, just send us a message and tell us you want it read on the show, and we'll do it. Um, oh yeah, fifty thousand downloads by the way. Fifty thousand. Thank downloads. you so yeah. fucking Thank you so much. much. Guys. That's, yeah, that's huge. that is fantastic. I checked the next day and we were like fifty thousand four hundred yeah. already. Yeah, so it's, it it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's. I mean, like I know I've been like kind of shitty over the past couple of months. It's been <laughs> it's been a long twenty nineteen for Pete, but yeah. holy shit, does fifty thousand downloads not like? Because I was telling my girlfriend like forty nine thousand nine hundred ninety one when I was like, oh fuck, so close. That's a shitty number. Yeah. But like moments later, which is only nine people. Yeah. yeah. It was like yeah. fifty thousand, and we were just like, oh my fucking god. Yeah. yeah it's like yeah. so. Thank yeah. Thank you. F- thank you all so much. Super cool. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. Um, if you uh, don't trust Patreon and want to support us financially, you can send me money because I'm too sick to think of a joke this week. Uh, I'm feeling very tired and low energy right now. So, yeah, send us money dickhead yeah lower voice prime <laughs> i don't know what you're gonna get but it's fucking not patreon so, yeah. yeah it's gonna be cool we're gonna send you something cool like a jar of bees or something we got this fucking salmon that showed up yeah weird salmon that yeah. makes your your bones glow yeah i don't, know. I don't fucking eat it <laughs> eat it that constitutes that constitutes lower boys, boys. Yeah, what was that uh, lower boys out out Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.